Welcome, Mike. We are so excited to have you here today. Um, Patrice and I have known you for a while. We know how amazing you are. Thank you. And today we get to share that with everyone who's tuning in. So, um, you know, as we talk today, we're going to ask you a little bit about how you lead, kind of the heart of your leadership, some of the practices. But before we dive into all of that, maybe share a little bit about your background and your path to leadership. Mm -hmm. Well, this is very comfortable because, like you said, I've known you guys for, for so long. Uh, I've, uh, as you know, been at HMH now for 13 years. Wow. Time flies when you're having it fun. It does. Uh, so it's been a, a, a great career journey uh, here at HMH. Um, obviously, before HMH, spent a lot of years in marketing communications for uh, other companies. Uh, came here and got involved with marketing communications when I first came. Uh, so about... 12 or so plus years in marketing and comms here at HMH, and just recently shifted into the, the new role of chief of staff uh, for Bob. So it's been uh, an incredible journey here. Yes. So happy. Yeah, and an interesting path, too, when we talk about, um, you know, they always talk about the career ladder or the career lattice, mm -hmm. right? And you kind of branched out into a, an area of strength, but something that was totally different. Yes, absolutely. It's very cool. Yeah. And you bring, we have, Tree and I have seen you bring so many of your strengths to the team, to the organization, as we've grown as an organization, which has been great to see. Mm -hmm. So tell us how you feel that you use your strengths every day with your team. Sure. Well, if you go back to our, our standout, and my two strengths are connector and teacher. So that describes me very well, because as I go about my day every day working with my team, those two kind of traits speak to how I manage. Mm -hmm. um, teacher, um, I feel it's so important to work with your team and not only give them tasks or ask them to do things, but to, to mentor them, um, work alongside with them, um, and help them, challenge them, support them. Uh, so that's always been my philosophy on how I work together with my team. Mm -hmm. And Connector is, you know, is significant as well. You know, I was happy to hear when we um, added the new um, 5C Connect mm -hmm. um, into there because it made me think how important that is at HMH overall because we should all be connecting with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we have challenges or anything like that, it's important to connect people with others to help solve problems. Mm -hmm. um, so those two, um, as I uh, go about my day um, here at HMH, always resonate with me. And Love having that. worked with you for so long, um, when you talked about working alongside, I've seen that firsthand. Like you're, some, some, sometimes leaders tend to lead from either in front or behind. However, you do really work alongside your team. I've seen you dive in, um, not just in crises um, or crises. What's the, I don't know what the right term is there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it should be. But in good times, yeah. too. Yeah. Good times, bad times. Uh, always that open door uh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. Come in and you have a problem. Um, let's solve it together. Yeah. Um, and let's work together to find out what the solution should be. Uh, never alone on the island uh, for someone to figure out the problem. It should be working together. Yeah. Which is very comforting for the team 
because you're a very approachable leader. You're very strategic. You do, like when we hear connector and teacher, we could see that mm -hmm. in you. We knew you were excited with that fifth C. Mm -hmm. You're like, connect, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just from working with you over the past several years, you know, we can definitely see it. Yeah, and so. teacher and connector, another uh, word that describes that or goes hand in hand is listening. Mm. Um, it's so important to, to listen to the team to hear how they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. And not just stopping at listening, of course, because it should be listening and then what the follow-through is after right, that. Right. But, um, you know, Bob always has that quote. Um, I may get it wrong, but if you surround yourself with, um, I don't even remember how it went, actually. Leaders who don't listen will soon be surrounded by people who don't speak or something yes, like exactly. that, right? Yes, and exactly. it's true. Yes, absolutely. It's true. You have to do the follow-through. Yeah. So thinking about, you know, your two roles and how you work and how you lead, what's maybe one best practice that you would share with other leaders that works really well for you? I would say building relationships. Um, so important. I think sometimes also underrated. Um, mm -hmm. You think kind of obvious, uh, but the more relationships that you build and that you focus on each and every day when you come into work uh, will help you down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you build relationships with individuals, it all goes back to that connector, mm -hmm. um, yes. is you are connecting with people that will help you get things done. And there's no I in team, and we're all going through this all together. And the more we work together, the more we'll, the better we'll be. Uh, it all goes back to our, our um, statement here, together we are better. Yep. Um, if you focus on that every day, uh, every day, um, it's a, it'll be, you'll be amazed on what you can accomplish. Yeah. Agreed. I love that. Mike, can you tell Me us? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Would love to hear a story about your heart or that illustrates your heart and soul of leadership. Anything come to mind? Top of mind would be COVID. Mm. Um, I know it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a word or a time that we don't want to go back to. Yes. Uh, and obviously COVID is still a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. But when we, when we were in the thick of COVID uh, is where I felt very proud of the actions I was able to take to help the organization as well as my team. Mm -hmm. So uh, during the pandemic and the beginning of the pandemic, we had a team, uh, a, a core group of communications team members um, Myself, Michelle Gartz, Jen Netspan, Marissa Tranquina. Uh, we were all in the command center for COVID, mm -hmm. and we were developing the communications that were being deployed out to the organization every day. And sometimes it was several times a day. But we were fascinated uh, on that role, and we, we understood that it was our job to make sure we develop messaging to communicate out to our team members so they were aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're in a situation like that, the more communications you receive, the better you are going to feel informed, educated, yes. so uh, and engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was our opportunity. I was really proud of the leadership team at Network, at our, at our hospitals, um, who really understood the importance of making sure we effectively communicate on a frequent basis to our team members. And while it was a very difficult time, um, I feel uh, our team did a great job 
of getting information out there, not only to educate our team members, mm -hmm. but to educate the community community about what was going on with the pandemic. Um, you know, it's funny that you say, not funny that you say that, but interesting that you say that because I can't tell you how many team members shared that they relied on our communications as opposed to external communications during COVID and how helpful and how informed they felt about everything that was going on. It was, um, it comes back to trust, right? And so Mike, the way your team communicated with everyone at HMH during that time was really a trust builder because mm -hmm. um, it was factual. It was um, emotional at times where it needed to be. Um, I think you made some really strong connections for team mm -hmm. members, but they trusted the communications that were coming out from HMH more than what they Absolutely. were seeing externally. That's huge. Yeah. And again, it's not a time I want to go back to, right. but right. I, as I look back at it and um, I couldn't be more proud of what the team accomplished during those challenging days. And interesting enough, you say about trust, that also the trust of the information, but trust also relates back to leadership style as well and leadership. If you, and that's what I focus on every day as well when I come into work is, is that trust with my team mm -hmm. and my colleagues that I work with. Because if, if your team or your colleagues don't have trust in you, then it's going to be so hard to build and form that relationship. So one of the core elements that I always focus on with my team is trust. And if they feel that I don't trust them, they're not in a good position. Right, if, right. If they know they feel that I don't trust them, they're not going to feel good. So it's always important to make sure you build that trust. And you're going to have different levels of trust with every each individual. It's true. It's true. But that core component of trust must be there in the equation. So question related to that, that was a very stressful time. And your team did a tremendous job with the communications. But when we talk about the team and you as a leader interacting with them and they're dealing with their own feelings related mm. to COVID and their own situations, what were some specific things that you did to help them through that time so that they could perform so well and so that you could create these great communications for the overall team? During that time, but also it's what I do today too. Um, it's showing appreciation, mm -hmm. um, knowing that they were coming into the office. And I know we have our clinical care team who are on the front lines every day. So this is a different you know, right, situation. Right. Uh, but coming into the office every day to make sure we put out the COVID communications mm -hmm. and really thanking them, uh, knowing them and reinforcing the work that they're doing and making sure they realize the impact it was making with the team. Mm -hmm. um, being empathetic mm -hmm. because they're also dealing with situations at their home. They had right. family members who were getting COVID. They were taking care of their children. And you had to make sure you they knew that you were caring for them. You knew their situation. Um, so it was heightened at that time. I mm -hmm. wanted to make sure they knew, but it's how I operate today as well. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever I start off a one-on-one -on -one with a team member, it's, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How's your son doing in college? Right, right. Things like that. So they know that I, I care about them. Mm -hmm. And it was the same, you know, during the pandemic as well. But 
um, to the extreme. Mm. I love that. And it ties back to what you were saying before about relationships. So it's not just about the work, but it's about how do you build relationships. And for many of our leaders, it starts with your immediate team, and then you extend from there. Absolutely. So thank you. Thanks yeah, for sharing that. And what you guys do uh, in providing all tools and resources for leaders is so uh, at, you know, amazing because it is the leaders who set the tone for mm -hmm. the organization. Yep. And when you work for a great leader, you're going to have a great experience. Uh, so... So HMH true. is a great place to be, but it's the leaders that make it a great place, and then the team members, of course, as well. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. And mm -hmm. we um, we we have these great tools um, like Standout, like our new recognition platform, but they're just tools, yes. right? Like mm -hmm. the fact that you put these tools into practice every day as a leader, and that you're consistent in that. That's where the magic is. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. And tools and a resource kit, as you, you kind of would say, because it's not just standout you should be using. Right. It's other things. Yep. And leadership isn't about using one tool. That's it's right. It's making sure you, you are utilizing all the available tools uh, to help engage and inspire the team. Absolutely. Well That's said. True. Well <laughs> said, Mike. <laughs> thank you. All right. So we're going to move on to what we call a heartbeat round. Okay. And this is fun, fun for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. And let's see. So actually, I'm going to start with the first question. Mm -hmm. This is a good one, Mike. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. <laughs> if you could meet anyone in history, who would it be? Gosh, that's a, that's a really <laughs> broad question. Um, I would probably say... George Washington. And there's a couple of people. George Washington. Uh, for some reason, I'm going back to presidents, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. Mm, okay. Interesting. Um, I would have thought think, baseball, Mike. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Um, but as I've studied history over the years, those are three presidents that have fascinated mm -hmm. me, um, that I would just love to hear their leadership philosophy and how they made decisions and how they got people to come together. Um, so those are, are three presidents I've always, you know, admired uh, as I learned about them over the years. I love that. Thank That's you. That's a great answer. Yeah. And Mickey Mantle. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Or Babe Ruth or something. Or Babe Ruth, like yeah, yeah. It would be really fun. To, oh, to my gosh, yeah, yeah. Hearing all the crazy stories. Oh, so much about <laughs> yeah. them that we can't talk about here. No, but, but yeah, he would be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken parm. Ah, that was quick. <laughs> Big chicken parm. It's my staple. Whenever I go out to dinner and the restaurant has chicken parm, I, that's, my eyes go right towards that, and that's my staple entree. So All right. an add-on question to that is, is there a favorite restaurant that serves chicken parm, your favorite chicken parm? No, not really. I actually, I don't really have a favorite restaurant that serves that. Okay. Um, but uh, it's always just, you That's can't go, go wrong to. with chicken fried with breadcrumbs <laughs> and sauce and mozzarella cheese. Okay, you're making me hungry. Yeah, you, can't go, <laughs> you can't go wrong there. That sounds great. And there's really great. no place that has bad chicken parm. That's that true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. I yeah. never really thought about that. It's a solid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a good one, too. 
Um, what is your favorite binge show? Binge show? It sounds kind of strange, but it actually, because it was on last night that my wife and I watched, is Big Brother. It's ah. a uh, reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. But it's just fascinating how it all works, and you can actually kind of sometimes correlate it into the real world or office <laughs> office corporate life right? Uh, of how you need to form alliances and who you need to get along with and who's in control, relationships. Right, right. Uh, so every, every season, we're always a big, uh, big brother ah. uh, watcher. Very cool. It's been on for a while. It has been. I think this is like the 20-something th- wow. season. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, Look at that. I feel old. Mm-hmm. Um, so who or what filled your cup this week? Filled my cup this week. Well, this filled my cup. Aww, that's good. Um, uh, work-wise, this did. Uh, work-wise, also, we had some really successful board meetings this week, so that m- made me feel really good. Mm. Um, but on a personal note, uh, what filled my cup is I'm coming on the heels of returning to see uh, Shane, my oldest, in college. Aww. So it was really a great visit last weekend. Um, also, it was my youngest 13th birthday this wow. week. So I was able to celebrate him. And just really watching my daughter in action as she junior coaches for cheerleading um, oh, wow. is just, uh, it makes me smile. Uh, so all of those things filled my cup this week. Good. Very yeah. good. So a great leader and a great dad. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Love I appreciate that. that. Love that. I, don't know, I know my kids would say the same, but yeah. <laughs> they would. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Not to you, but yeah. to other people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me to talk about leadership with you and to kind of get in there and really understand how you lead because we've seen you over the years and it's such a pleasure talking to you and and hearing how relationships are really key. You use your strengths to leverage those relationships, but that's the foundation. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. No, and thank you for everything you guys do to uh, engage and inspire our culture and our leaders. Uh, what, the work that you do is, um, I know sometimes can be, um, you know, you, you go home and you wonder, am I doing good? And do know that what you are doing here is really positive for HMH. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Together now we're going to go find Babe Ruth and yeah. <laughs> That's have right. some chicken parm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys.